All right, welcome to the tea. My name is T Rex, and I'm joined here by my co-host every week. Lucky stiff. Hello, everybody. Ew. It's a beautiful fall day. We had a long night last night. Mm-hmm. It's like 50, 11 <laughs> events going on. Um, and uh, we're already drinking champagne this morning. Yay. So, Thank yeah. God. Um, uh, first, uh, I would like to welcome a special guest. She lives here now by way of L.A.? Yeah, L.A. Detox. Hi. <laughs> so sensual. <laughs> It is 11 a.m. Sound like a rainforest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, we are welcoming back uh, a tenderoni who was in our second ever show, first ever show. Yeah, when we had an audience. Thanks for having me back. Ooh, fancy. For a chicken shit gig. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Well, we were at Center on Halsted and we would film them or tape them in front of people and uh, uh, they stopped answering our call, so here we are. (laughs) Thank God for that. Wow. Not dressed up today. God bless Trey's living room. I love not having to be like in drag. Or We're all naked. Yeah. Podcasts yeah. are amazing. Oh, I'm wet. <laughs> naked. Sweaty. Don't spill that. Trade pouring. <laughs> Thank you for that. Detox. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Shall we get right into it? Yeah, let's. All right. We have, uh, let's see, to start, we have, blah, 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 blah. sorry, bitch, I just woke up. <laughs> when I tell you, we drank last night. You look so cute, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Sherry Vine was in the show last night. Um, I can confirm she likes to get fucked up. Um, I saw it with my own eyes, and I helped. Yep. Um, and, and the show was fucking insane. It was did really she make good. it to the airport? She did. Good. She had to leave at three forty-five from the from the hotel. Oh my god! Damn. Yeah. Yikes! Bless her soul. I was like, oh, girl, I have to wake up so early tomorrow for the podcast. I have to be there at eleven. She's like, um, I have to be on my flight at six. I was like, mm, okay, well, you, <laughs> you, you boo. Like, yeah, I'm always terrified. I'm gonna fall asleep in the airport. It's only happened once. Oh my god, I'm afraid I'm gonna miss a flight that's before like two p.m. <laughs> like, I'm never gonna wake up in time. All right, should let's, we ask a question? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're just all gonna talk this whole time. Uh, first up, uh, what other than drag makes you the happiest? Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Next. Hard <Cracked>. crack. <laughs> what makes you the happiest? Um, a lot of things make me really happy, but like the, this move has been really, really happy for me, yes. this whole transition to Chicago. Your transition. My, my, my transition. <laughs> I'm, I'm living in my truth and my tea, finally. Um, yeah. You've lived here for... I've been here only a few months, since, so it's uh, February of this year. Wow. But I've been coming here, you know, the past... Several years yeah. off and on to visit my family, and now I get to like be really close to them and yeah. and build a new life here, which is really fun. For those who don't know, uh, she lives uh, <laughs> in the burbs now, um, close to your sister and your mm-hmm. my niece and, and nephew. nephew. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's awesome. Chicago is a great city. Yeah. I'm you used to come like, here like once a fucking month before you. I, yeah, I was here all the time. That's why, like you know, it's made it so easy for me to move here because I was like, I'm already here. I spend more time here, honestly, than I was in LA. Yeah, because it was more of a break here. Like I would come and visit my sister and like have like downtime and didn't really feel pressured to like make appearances all over the place and yeah. like, you know, be the tug and war of, of my friends in LA. Yeah, and I would come here to escape, but now I'm here. I love it. It's so much better. Yeah. It's been really amazing. So Chicago makes you happiest. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. I feel like fashion makes you happy. Yeah. I feel like that's your like. I feel like all that's that vapid, but like oh, you know, okay. but I mean, fashion makes me super happy. Spending money makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, just who's my attorney and my manager, she just did my um, taxes. <laughs> like, um, we need to talk. <laughs> that does not make me happy. Yeah, like, like, do not make me ah! happy. <laughs> One time we went to the uh, the jewelry district and it was like me, you, Kimchi, Trixie Mattel, and Trixie is notoriously cheap. She's gotten better, um, but she goes and sees this like pink purse. It's like a knockoff of a designer purse, and she's like, "Oh, it's like thirty five dollars." And you were like, "Buy the fucking purse!" Oh my god, you're gonna, why are you being cheap? You're like, buy it. Buy it. I feel like going shopping with you is pretty hard. It's hard. It's dangerous. Kim and I are really Kim bad. Kim, Kim yeah. like Kim likes to spend money like. I like to spend money. We like nice things. She likes to go to the Gucci store and yeah. walk out with. And she's super guy. encouraging of me spending terribly, <laughs> oh, yeah. which of course you need. Which so of bad. course it's like you, you know. Can't even go to Walgreens. She's like, you work, without spending like three hundred dollars. You work so hard. You said just do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're right. <laughs> and she loves to like convince you of things. Like she'll just 
pick up something and go, okay, so what if you belted this? <laughs> and then you go on the story, you're like, like, why did I buy a black t-shirt? She's got a plan. $100, because Kim convinced me. Why am I doing this? She does it everywhere. I went she to Costco. I went to Costco oh with her. She's like, you should buy this 30-pack of croissants. I'm like, what the fuck did I do that for? You can create $20 worth of salmon because I like lox and bagels. I had salmon for like two weeks. I'm like, it's fucking salmon. Oh, oh my no. God. She's so, I went to Costco with her with awful ideas. Oh, no. Yeah, it is. I'm just like following her around. I'm like, I'm not getting that. No. <laughs> you don't need a... She is a free sample. Apples? She's like, a free sample kind of sore though. I oh, she is the best person to eat with, period. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She can tell you where to go, mm-hmm. what time, mm-hmm. when it's And fresh. I love when she's like really into it. Mm, the butteriness of the. Uh, <laughs> 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 she's the best person to eat it's with. It's true. She can tell you why you like mm-hmm. it. Like what you're the textures, the pepper. <laughs> and she'll tell you everything that's specific. I think there's cardamom in here. <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill me. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Tenderoni, what makes you happiest? Um, snacks. Yes. <laughs> snacks. Snacks make me happy. Forty-five percent. Pop culture makes me happy. Television makes me happy. Whenever Tender and I are on a gig together, and food comes out and gets put, oh yeah, we're like, I'm always like, Tender, Tender. There's snacks. Up we're there. like the food the goblins at the gig. Yeah, they, they just deliver dessert. Go, go, go. Pop, pop culture is your. Is my kink. Pop culture yeah. is my kink. And memes and like. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just like a really goofy, like laid back. I mean, no drama makes me happy. Love like, that. I'm just like, I'm just there. Be happy. Chicago does make me happy. I moved here from Boston four years ago. And when I was four? there. Jesus. When I was there, it was whack. Really? <laughs> why, why, why? Well, there was no really like gay scene in Boston when I lived there. It was like two clubs and then one that had a gay night. It was like a three-hour wait to see Bianca Del Rio. I remember last time I went to go, like that was little the last wait. person I saw in, in Boston. And then when I came here, I was like, there's drag literally on every corner. Wow. Um, I thought that you have been here for a long time because yeah. I just remember coming and seeing you everywhere. I, we just became we just became like the drag hags, <laughs> and then we just like made a name. You've for only ourselves. been performing for a year and a half. Two, two years. years. It'll two be two years. years. That's it. Actually, I feel today. like I got here. Like I've been coming, and you've been like ever. <laughs> September twenty sixth is my two year anniversary hey. of drag. <laughs> it's the twenty third, really. Yeah, that's so happy because, anniversary. Almost. So I mean, we've told the story before, but basically, Tenderoni, uh, well, Janelle used to come to the ooh dead name. Oh no, <laughs> I got uh, used to. Come Come to the shows all the time, and the IRS we, is about to get me now. <laughs> and we, we just, oh damn! All those Roscoe's I nine and W twos are coming to get me. <laughs> we just we just fell in love with her, and we all hung out. And then uh, she would always tell us stories about in high school when she would perform for the class, and uh, uh, she performed at every uh, family event and would do uh, thriller. And I'm damn, like, just a clown. I was like, and we started uh, crash landing three years ago. I was like, yo, you should just do it. Like, who cares if you win or whatever? Just do it. And then she ended up getting so many bookings off of it because she was so fucking good. And mm-hmm, then it was just, mm-hmm. it just kept going and going. Yeah, it's been nonstop since. I mean, I'm happy. It makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, the audience loves like, you. You're one mm. of my, like, top 10 favorite drag performers of all time. I, Listen, I, I called you my, my drag mentor the other night. You were like, oh, really? <laughs> You're my play cousin. Detox face, right? like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that explains all the perimeter You're like, stoning. Exactly. <laughs> perimeter stoning. Oh. Natasha's like, Just stop stoning like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't look too close. Yeah. If you move fast, everything looks sparkly. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to you, besides drag, what makes you happiest? Um, I, well, I mean, I always say if I could go to a drag show every night, I would. I, mean, mm. I guess be, just being around people, I, I'm an only child and like. I, I, what? No. As, I, very much so. <laughs> as much as I like my time alone, like I could just go and be in a group of people and be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah, like I'm just happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love being alone too. <laughs> being alone um, is awesome. Yeah. Pop culture shit makes me very happy. I, if I could just sit. And watch Real Housewives at every moment of the day. I'm just at my calmest when there's like <laughs> women yelling at each other, <laughs> throwing wine at each other. Like for some reason, like my old roommates were like, they used to watch like HGTV, like really like yeah. things like, so you lesbian. Know, like, like the, yeah, like the most stressful thing that Calming happens television. is like, are they going to close on the house? And mine, you know they're going to. just like women fist fighting. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I go to sleep to. I think that's like really Same. my favorite thing. It's so funny. What about you? My family. 
I know it's cheesy. I know. I know it's cheesy. It's a cheesy question. I it like kind of is. I mean, my sisters especially. Like, I love my family, but my sisters and I, I have two younger sisters, and it was their birthday, actually, on the they 20th. They the same birthday? They have the same birthday. Yeah, oh, yes. younger that than twins. twins. Work. <laughs> yep. Oh wow! I love that I did not catch on that they were twins. Work. Yeah. Well, unless one's born like eleven fifty-eight, and one's born right. at midnight thirty. Oh yeah, which is yeah totally right. a thing. They're a half an hour apart, so like my poor mother, it was just awful. But, and they're totally different. Like I always get mistaken for one of the sets of twins. How old are they? They're three years younger than me. Oh, okay. So not so. That. Do that fake math. Again. Yeah. Oh, uh, 43. <laughs> oh my god. Gina. Gina. 60 years old. Yeah. They're super sweet. Damn, Tina. I was referencing Martin. I know. Not I know. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Welcome. If you didn't if you didn't know my old name, you know, you know it. Wow. <laughs> Calling IRS. Calling IRS. This is like, and that's the, the tea. tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, Take that next one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. It's fine. All right. What can I do as a performer to make myself most appealing to bookers slash producers? Quit. <laughs> <laughs> Quit drag. We've answered Bible girl it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your storyline is that you're always restarting. <laughs> and tanning. Uh, <laughs> what was the question? Uh, how do I how do I make myself more appealing to bookers and producers? I mean, you know, don't be a douchebag. Show up on time. Uh this uh it, it's just coming to my mind, uh, maybe because it recently happened in my life. But you know, um like if I, you know, put you in a show, especially when there's a headliner, you know, and start advertising six weeks ago, maybe, maybe you could share the event at least once in that six weeks. That would be really nice. If you don't, maybe I won't book you again. <laughs> it's just like irritating when you don't. So anyways, um, just make it easy to have you. Don't make Fine. it a chore to have you. <laughs> Sorry. Because I have an assistant who does that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I feel like it's coming to shows, being present, and also, like, this is kind of Slytherin-y, but, like, if you go, if you find out what, like, open stages in town you, like, repeatedly see producers at, first of all, yes. find out who the producers are of the shows, because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always the host. No. Like, ask people, just mm-hmm. chat with people and find out. Then find out, are those people going to be at, like, this open stage thing? Are those yeah. people going to see you if you do X competition? And then, like, go do that. And don't suck up to them. No. Don't, like, some people respond to that. I don't like all that, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, girl, can we do a shot? I love you. I love you. Like, no. right. do the shot. How are you? How's it going? Just be familiar with them, and yeah. they'll remember you. Just like, put your face in front of their face and make yourself available mm. and then do a really fucking good job. Yeah. Just don't harass people. Yeah. And for God's sakes, have some patience. I hate when people come out and it's like five seconds later, they're like, okay, I've been waiting two days. Where's all my gigs? It's yeah. like, bro, it's going to take a long ass time before. Well, you, you got to also think there's like, there's a huge line of people exactly. ahead of you that yeah. have been, you know, working their ass off, paying their dues, and, ha- and are still waiting for their, yep. not necessarily shot, but there's a rotation that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, not, like, that's what you're so great about with, with the shows that you promote and produce, is that you give everybody a chance, but you also mm-hmm. have so many people mm-hmm. that you are working with. Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of people out there that are doing that. Everyone, you know, is very closed off. And that's not just here, that's anywhere, really. Like, yeah. they have their set people that they want to work with, or that they're accustomed to working with, and yeah. they, you know, when they find that that niche that works for yeah. them, they don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And you are constantly giving anybody a chance, which is great. Thank you. Um, well, I like that you can come to a show and you see the established girl, you see a brand new girl, you're like, I have no idea who this it's is. It's fun because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's great to have a mix of it's people. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I first started doing drag, I would show up everywhere. Like yep. at the opening of an envelope, yep. I would scrub toilets and fucking drag. Mm-hmm. I would do anything just to like get your face out there. It's yeah. like what you said, like you have to put your face in front of their face so they can see you. But not in their face. But not in their face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And be fucking easy to work with and be kind and be cordial and, and, you know. Yeah. And back to what you said, like, you have to remember that there's a long line of people behind you because, like, girls have come to me and been like, girl, I want to be like you in, like, a couple years, like, just full-time drag, and I just want to be like, okay, but just so you know, there's, like, a lot of other people with that same plan as you, and, like, you have to respect the people around you, and you have to know that, like, you know... 
these other people might take precedence over you. Like maybe they have more followers. Maybe they're just, they have an in here. You can't just expect to just kind of get everything. You really have to be fucking patient. Mm-hmm. Also, well, when you do get the chance. Though. You can't expect right. like, yeah. you know, just handshake. Right. Be humble. Yeah. And when you get that <laughs> chance, you better, whether it's an open stage, whether it's, you know, you get booked on the main show, you better they better watch you and go, why has this person not been booked here all the fucking time? That's sickening, bitch. Let's bring her back. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just do what you did last night where Mm -hmm. the same Mm -hmm. over it, over it. I hate it. (laughs) Just, you know, show them why you're turning it out. Mm -hmm. Stay after the show. Make friends with people. That connection is like... I also think a big part of it, at least for me, like in the drag king community, is that some people don't realize how strong social media is in making Mm -hmm. yourself like visible to bookers or promoters. Um, There's like, in my like experience, there's so many drag kings who are amazing, but they don't know how to run their Instagram or their social media. Like this is your resume. Like if you want to think of drag as being your career, like your Instagram or your Mm -hmm. social media is your resume. So like if you have like a shitty hallway photo, that's (laughs) like doesn't show your outfit or doesn't show like who you yeah. are in drag like I try to be try to make myself um, I try to showcase my strong points which is why I put like a lot of videos on my mm-hmm. feed because I'm like yeah. I feel like my performances yeah. like my strong points I'm like I'm gonna put yeah. as many performances as I can so people who prospective bookers can look at it and be like okay like this person can do this yeah. and then I think also like to your <laughs> point um, I always try to make myself like a flavor so if someone's curating a oh, show got flavor. <laughs> if you're curating a show and you're like I'm gonna have this I need this spice I need this spice I need this mm-hmm. spice yeah. so I try to be like oh, oh this, you, you can spice. add this now I'm a spice <laughs> that, that's a, a really good point <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point because I forget who I was talking about you with maybe yesterday was it you yeah, probably I was just saying you can put tenderoni in a, a show yeah, full of drag kings a show full of pageant girls a show of whatever mm-hmm. a comedy show and you're still going to bring it for whatever the audience is. Mm -hmm. And that to me is really important that I don't have to worry about you just not, you know, getting getting the assignment. You just bring it. Like, you're a good performer. You're on time. You're smiley. Everybody likes it. But it's also still always what you do. Like, you're flexible, but within your brand. And that's a thing that you have to do. Yeah. Find your lane. Stay in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that the magic about you as a performer, too, and you, is that you've you've created your own niche and you have a, a very strong character. And, I mean, you don't perform, so I don't know. Thank you. He's like the evil stepmother, but like nice. Oh no! But you've created these like so it doesn't really um, even if there's a theme and you even though you do been to that theme like you can show up and do whatever it is you do because Mm -hmm. you command an audience and you you know it's just they people grow to love that as a performer. Yeah, that's a great way to put Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm, we're all amazing. Oh my, uh, yeah, we're yeah. all pretty fucking great. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this. Welcome to the Circle Jerk. Welcome to the Circle Jerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're an amazing performer. <laughs> oh my god. ASMR. My <laughs> detox. <laughs> Making weird porn noises. This is what you tuned in for. Um, you want to do the next one? Yeah, I really do. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have my baby or your babies. Your baby. What? Wow, it's fine. I'll wait. Your baby. <laughs> I got all day. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> if you were to take take a drag child, I think that's take, take in a drag child. Or to take on a drag child. Go kidnap drag 18 plus. I think there's a preposition or something missing. Uh, if you were to take in a drag child, what would you look for in them? Um, an English course. <laughs> Do you, you don't have any drag kids. I have Vicky Vox is my drag daughter. Oh. My only drag daughter. And after Vicky destroyed my body with her size, <laughs> my tubes tied. Do you have a drag mother? I do have a drag mother. Her name is Ms. Corey. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. From Orla- she's yes, from Orlando. Um, and like I met her when I was 15 or 16. Wow. And she like basically made her me her drag bitch. <laughs> so I would carry her bags everywhere and like just start following her into clubs then. Yeah. But, you know, she was one of those good moms where it was like, look, sit back and watch me. I'm not going to do shit for you. You're going to have to work for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. even though I have a name here, you're going to come in and be my bitch. You'll, like, be, like, you know, you can be in my number every now and then. Mm -hmm. But you're going to work for your, you know. Put your time in. Put your time in. I'm not just giving it to you. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, I would would get ready together. 
She'd be like, I think this song might be good for you. Listen to this. And like, give me little pointers here and there. But honestly, being from Florida and Orlando, we have a fucking great drag there when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I would like take little pieces from everybody. I have a lot of drag mothers in that sense, but she's like yeah. my full one. And then Vicky is unfortunately my baby. <laughs> but I was very much the same with her. I was like, look, you're cool. We click. Like, you're a great performer. I don't know what's going on with this. As I do the hand movement about aesthetic, like this, all of the session. Um, but I think you're really cool and that you have a lot of potential. Yeah. And now she's starring in a play in London. And oh, yeah. Oh, who is she? Oh, Little Shop awesome. of Horrors. Oh, who is she? She plays Audrey, too. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. It just they were they did their last show last night. Oh, oh that's sick. I know, but she was really incredible. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And she was in Magic Mike. And she was in too. Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> she was. Would you ever take another drag child or are you past that point in your you life? Will, you know, I don't have time for it. No. But I just, you know, like It's a mentoring. Get a thing. nanny. <laughs> a drag nanny. Drag nanny. <laughs> I guess I have a kid with a nanny. <laughs> That is like a stupid thing to do. I know I totally do that. Uh, what about you, Lucky? I have one drag child, Dorian. They're beautiful. They're not doing drag right now, and I am a totally absent father. Jeez. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know that I. I mean, I haven't been doing drag for that long. I feel like the things that I and also I didn't have a drag mother. YouTube was my drag mother, yeah. mm-hmm. which is I think the way that a lot of people come up now. But so I feel like. The, the things that have like been passed down like from person to person in the club scene and the things that are so valuable are like about experience, not about like so like this I've, is how you do your brows. This is what contour is. Right, this exactly. Is how you perform and yeah, cinch this, don't mm. cinch that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't cinch that. <laughs> That's our new Nickelodeon no, show. But I feel so. I feel like what we're doing here, really, the internet is full of our drag yeah. children now, and yeah. that's the way that it's working. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, that's you and I were talking on another podcast about how we're getting messages from people being like, "I got a message the other day that was like, thanks for talking about isopropyl alcohol on your brows beforehand. Yeah. It's changed the game for me. <laughs> no more oatmeal brows. Yeah. I, I think it was a, you know via text. Yes, you can't see the gesture I'm doing, but, gesture, but really imagine cool. it. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? If you if you were to have have a drag child though what would you look for like another one I mean oh somebody that is like quiet and hardworking I love that that's what I want quiet and hardworking and like pays attention you know how you can like when you're talking to somebody and they're actually listening to you and you can like see that in Mm. their eyes I would like look for that in a person because some people ask you the question and then they're only half listening and I'm like why am I talking to you then like go google it yeah I don't think I would ever like have a drag kid. I mean, I think that you're your own drag. <laughs> yes, that's drag accurate. Yeah. <laughs> She's learning in real time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would want someone who did basically what I did and would host. I mean, you know, I kind of have like in constantly. What in constantly? In <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's some people that I just like know are good at hosting that I keep like a close relationship. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I'm trying to be anyone's drag mom, but I want to make sure that they do, are doing the right thing. You're mentoring so people. Kind of like you're I, like a I, drag I, counselor. Like anytime <laughs> I'm like, this person asked me this. What should I say? I'm always texting you about it. I try, <laughs> I try to like. I mean, there's certain people that I keep close that I try to. I mean, I ask them questions too, and then you know, I yeah. try to be like, "Hey, make sure you're doing this." So I don't know. There's a couple that I'm I, I keep hold of, like, keep close to me. But, yeah. <laughs> Do you have kids? No, I'm sterile. <laughs> Would you have a drag kid? Um, I don't know. Again, I feel like I'm too young to have a drag child. That, but if I was to have one, that. I love if that. I was to have one, like big things I would look for is like. Um, I think drag history is very important and pop culture history mm-hmm. is very important. So, like, know your references, know what yeah. you want to be, like, as a drag persona. Yeah. Um, it's very you important tell to when me. When a performer to, goes out and they're like, I'm just having fun. Or just like, mm-hmm. know just, like, what you're referencing. Like, yes, there's some, your reference. If someone's like performing Lady Gaga and they're like, oh, this is Bob, I'm like, no, that's Madonna. And then they don't understand right. it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, know your history, know your references, um, like, have a clear vision of like what. You want to do on the stage, yeah. um, and I mean, add a stone to your outfit. <laughs> I feel like you could have a drag kid that wasn't necessarily a, queen, a king. I feel like you could have a drag queen, or like some weird combination yeah. of mm-hmm. gender. Yeah. 
performer. You're like, you're my drag play cousin and and real life play cousin. <laughs> very strange and sexual. I don't know what that means. Florida, you're Florida. Play cousin. Well, your play cousins like you're not your real cousin, but this is my play cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, you know, yeah. you're like you're down the street essentially cousin. like yeah, yeah. like exactly. you call each other your cousin, but you're not. Or like I'm Puerto Rican, so I have mad cousins who I like don't really know, yeah. but then I have like people who are like married to this person, or I have an uncle who's two years older than me, or like. <laughs> Like, oh, that person's my cousin, but it's like not really your cousin. It's yeah, someone you grew yeah. up with. Like, so it's kind of like that. Like those uncles that are not really your uncles, and you're like, how did you get here? But when I was in high school, I was a freshman, and my uncle was a senior. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's my mom's brother, but I didn't want to hang out with him. He was corny. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here Ooh. first, folks. You heard it here first. Where it's all happening. Trauma is unfolding. <laughs> Sorry, Tio Ping. I didn't want to hang out with you. <laughs> he has you like 25 take- kids now. Bye. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the longevity of drag popularity slash drag race, and how will that affect local drag? Uh, is this a bubble pop question? Yeah, it is. Do you think the bubble's going to pop detox? I mean, eventually, it has to. Everything everything will. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is a very... um, uh, It has an expiration date. We don't know what it is yet. It seems like we thought it was going to be a couple years ago, but it seems, especially now with, like, all the Emmys and everything, it's getting bigger and bigger. Is it getting better? The show itself? I don't think so. I think it's getting cheesier and, 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 you know... um, but also, I get it. It's like Hollywood. They have to kind of placate to that whole, yeah. which is amazing because it gives queer people an opportunity to have a platform and to do what they want to with their queerness. I think it's been great for um, the nightlife industry. Mm-hmm. I think it's been, yes. Uh, yes. yeah. I mean, I honestly, mm-hmm. when they switched it from Monday night to Thursday night, I was devastated because it, it made yeah. so much extra revenue for the night. gay yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, there's everyone's having a drag show. Everyone has viewing parties. There's mm-hmm. more and more queer artists coming out. Um, there's more allies coming out that yeah. are supportive of our community and of, of the world and art of drag. So I think that it's got it's different like pros and cons. Um, who knows when the time is going to be up though? Because everything runs out eventually. You know. I feel, yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was going to be a couple years ago, yeah. <laughs> but it's it might just go forever. It's going to go for. I mean, I wish that they would like cool it on the All Stars shit because mm-hmm. that is just exhausting, and it's like they're going to run out of. They've mm-hmm. already run out of. You know, <laughs> right, the seasons are happening so fast. They're so close so together fast, now. But it's you know. Right. I'm making the international sign for money. <laughs> exactly. Right. I love how you're narrating all your gestures. ASMR. 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 <laughs> right before uh, All Stars three, we're like, oh, we're craving drag, we're craving drag or drag race, and so no, and I'm like, get it off back. And then it was like back to back, and it was halfway through ten, and I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's like day, it's like you know the twentieth week, and I'm like, I don't okay, can we wrap it up? Like, you were also hosting all those viewing parties, so you yes. were like literally physically tired, tired. and emotionally I'm drained. Tired. Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, I, I think they would do better to take some bigger breaks in between. Mm. I think they need, well, because I think that was kind of the magic of like All Stars 2 is that there was the four-year gap. People were ready. And people Mm -hmm. were ready for it and like the contestants were ready for it and like the content was that much better and you know, when you, when you're doing it back to back to back, A, you're running out of really key performers who Mm -hmm. do, you know, who do the competition well and who have already built in big fan bases Mm -hmm. and um, it just, it's, it's exhausting. You know, yeah. So who knows? But I know that's what VH1 wants. They want an All Stars mm-hmm. and a regular season every year. It's true. So get your money, wow! It's so congrats on that, Amy. <laughs> yeah. So it says, "What are your thoughts on the longevity of uh, drag popularity slash drag race, and how will it affect local drag?" That's the debate that always happens, right? You know, yeah. I used to think if you asked me like five years ago, I would I would say like oh, I really hope drag race like keeps going because. It used to be whenever Drag Race was on, our local shows would get more popular mm-hmm. because yeah, it, it's football season. Like people go out there thinking about drag more. Mm-hmm. At this point, it it's really not like that for us. Yeah. Um, so locally, I mean, I think the show has for sure, for sure, uh, given us a huge bump. Like people are interested in drag. I feel like I owe so much to the TV show, you know. Yeah. But. Um, at this point, is it so I feel like tied, now we're yeah. just chugging along mm-hmm. and our industry is like its own little corner of the well, universe. Well, the fucked up thing about sorry to interrupt you, the fucked no. up thing about it is that people 
like fans of the show are not necessarily fans of drag. They only know drag mm-hmm. through that television Yeah, it's program. true. So when they go out, they're like, oh, I'm going to go see mm-hmm. the drag, the local drag show. Yeah. They're like, they can't be bothered because they don't know who those people are. No, it's true. And they don't take the time to go out and know those people. When you were a drag so, matinee, like, it was just the difference of... It was wild. And it was, yeah. you know, and it's fucked up because I like to, I, like, as often as I'm here, which is not that often, I try to come out to the shows. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy drag matinee. You do, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, where are all these people when you have a cast of your local girls mm-hmm. that are more amazing than I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because I was on TV yeah. doesn't mean I'm the fucking best drag queen in the world. There's so many other people out there that are so, so talented and are so deserving of your attention Yeah, but haven't had that opportunity yet. We're, we're lucky here, but there's still... T- times where I'm just like, there's that like tacky drag race fan that I think of. Like there was this girl when, when you were here and you're like the closing number and it's like two numbers before your number and this girl just comes up and she's just tacky. She's so tacky. I can just <laughs> tell. She's, she's just been next to the stage. She's just yelling. She's drunk. She only came because you were on the mm-hmm. TV. And she's like, when is detox coming? Because I got to go smoke. I was like, mm-hmm. like, two numbers. She's like, okay, I'll be back. I'll be I'm just like, Right, but, yeah. but yeah. and and you know I'm not gonna beat that dead horse, but it's like, but it's a thing. Like I, I when we were at Bushwig recently, there was like all of these amazing performers who are like local to the scene and who have been coming up forever and been at Bushwig every single year, and we all went up and performed. And like nobody was really tipping, which mm-hmm. is like the stage wasn't really for that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Alaska comes on, and everybody's handing out twenties. And then Alaska makes this, bless her makes this announcement into the mic that's like, "This crowd is amazing. Everybody's tipping so well. Look at this." And we're all sitting there like, "Uh huh, yeah. yeah." And like that's not her problem. That's a problem with like the attitude right, of it, yeah. you know, like. There's yeah. lots of amazing people. I would people, like but to reiterate, it's not her problem. No, it's not, not even a little bit. It's not problem. Mm-mm. It's the people who just, oh, they're tacky anyways. <laughs> yeah. It was that girl, I just want to be like, oh, you're so tacky. Yeah, well, they like, love it because it's popular, not because it's something that they're specifically connect. Like, maybe they're specifically connecting to it emotionally, but yeah. they have that extra level of, like, permission or something because yeah. people told Because them it's on VH1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the well, culture of I'm it. Like, it's the culture of it. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too, is, like, how you feel like there's an entitlement when it comes to mm-hmm. the fandom of RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. where it's like, oh, you know, I watched you, so I get to do, I get to perceive you however I want. Right, so. you belong. And I get to me. ask you and personal you, yeah, questions. Yeah, one hundred percent. Is that yeah. we are like now, you know, property of the public, and in a sense, we are because mm-hmm. we signed up for that. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's it's very strange. But I also it's like I don't see you doing that. Like I don't see you at local drag shows when I'm out there in you know. As an obser- observer and yeah. as a fan of drag, I don't see a lot of the people who I see at my shows mm-hmm. at those shows, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. I That's mean, why I think drag matinee is good, because you pepper in a drag race girl, yeah. Yeah. and then you have a bunch of local people, yeah. so people yeah. stay there. Like, me, personally... Um, I've come to the point where where there's like a show with all drag race girls. I love to go to it, but I I don't care if I'm sitting in the nosebleeds because mm-hmm. it's almost like a flip side too. It's like all these people come from the suburbs; they never get to see this drag. Okay. So I want to give them a chance. Ah, oh no! Um, from, but you commute in, <laughs> so I feel bad because I'm like I am always exposed to this like level of drag. I'm like I want to give them a chance to see it because like I see it yeah. all the time That's here. That's an interesting mm-hmm. way to put it. So. At the same time, like I'm always up in the gig when it's a local show, but when it's like all like these headliners, I'm like I'm gonna step back because these people never get a chance to see it, yeah. and they're playing like high dollar to see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when let I'm, them live their life. When I'm, booking drag, <laughs> when I'm booking drag matinee and we have like a detox or a jasmine or like you know any special guests, I think of it as a way of like advertising. So you're getting people that wouldn't normally come to the show, but then you're saying like like. Here's detox, but then here's six other bomb ass people that are and bitch, we're gonna be here next week. Mm-hmm. And here's who's on the yep. roster. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's how much Super it costs. Smart. Like, come mm-hmm. see us. And I love like that you also like Kelly Lauren is a like is a regular at your show. And I love my Kelly queen. Lauren. I love Plus. that. Because like Kelly Lauren is a fucking icon in our community and yeah. a perfect woman. And <laughs> she's amazing. And I love that you you do like new bitches, girls that are fucking rotted in bookers because before <laughs> 
But there's this wide spectrum of like really fun. It makes it so much fun because it's not the same show that you're going to go see. Yeah. Like you're going to get a different fucking show every time you're there. I love a pageant girl as much as I love a dirty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bare titty. <laughs> but I love a show that has them back to back. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the whole spectrum of what drag right, can be. Right, and you've yeah. got kings and you've got like yeah. all sorts of people. It's I don't perfect. even like a show as much that has like a theme. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like a good show for me has a girl of every color, a girl with every type of you but know you performance style. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, but we talk. I talk about this every time I talk. It's true. This is just an hour long. All right, you want to do the next one? I do. Do you feel that drag shows should be quote safe spaces? What can people do to make that happen? Well, that's kind of just like a, a buzzword. Oh, here comes some champagne pop. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, I I feel like that's just like a term that gets thrown around a lot. But yeah. like you have to work to cr- make something a safe space, and that doesn't mean like that means that people can come in and feel like they're not going to one physically be attacked. Yep. Which like that to me is number one safety priority, and then the emotional safety is a whole nother like kettle of fish. Like, is that just that you feel safe to like sit there and watch a show at kettle of fish? Really? She's a kettle of fish. Grandpa over. Ding 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 ding. You've heard a pretty. Wait till you get into like, kettle of fish. She's steaming. Are you looking to date the same five gay guys over and over? I really, oh, really am. It's a small town version of funny <laughs> fish. She's whistling. Wow. <laughs> what? She's whistling. What's that mean? A kettle whistles, bitch. That's oh, God. Learn your kitchen utensils. <laughs> um, I don't even know what's happening anymore. I, I would say with this one, uh, a I don't know if this is what they're asking, but I have a good relationship with the security guard. Yes. The second anyone touches me in a way that they should not be touching me, (laughs) if they are aggressive, if they're, if I see them being aggressive at anyone else, I will go to security and go, you need to watch this person because they're looking a little handsy. They're Mm -hmm. looking a little lurky. And usually it ends up happening, you know, so you need to alert security. Um, Yeah. Have yeah. a good relationship with them. I remember back in the day, I'm not going to say where, but security wasn't always as supportive of what the drag queen said, and that's fucking annoying. Like, I would say, hey, this person's, like, touching people. They would go up and say, hey, um, we need you to calm down. People are <laughs> complaining about you. Right. All that does is make that person look around and go, who fucking told mm-hmm. security yeah. about me? And it's going to turn up the level and that happens. it made them worse. Yeah, exactly. It's happened to me a few times where I've been like nope. a spectator and a victim of it. And yep. I'm like, um, first of all, if I'm telling you, and you've already had multiple complaints, Get them out. what the fuck are they still doing Get here? Yep. Th- that mm-hmm. one drunk person who's not even buying drinks at this point because they're so fucked up does not. They don't need to They're be not there. making you any money. No. In fact, they're costing you fucking money because I'm mm-hmm. about to leave and take my posse with me. Yeah. And I'm about to light this place on fire. Yeah, it's good to be like strict from the get go because then it sends a message to other people. It's like that we're not, not fucking okay. around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was security at Berlin is really they're good. great. And, and at Roscoe's too. I mean, I go up and say, "Yo, this dude needs to go," and there's no questions. Mm-hmm. They know I'm not just doing it to like you know fuck with people. Yeah. The whole staff at Roscoe's. I love everyone there. They have a really mm-hmm. great staff. Everyone has, I love this, a fucking headpiece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go stand by a door that I need to get into and I just wave my hand. <laughs> like three people run up because they've been like alerting each other on the headpiece. Really like it's just very nice that everyone's in the know mm-hmm. and it's just very organized. And uh, yeah, they keep it safe for us. And mm-hmm. yes. I was go go dancing at a bar that shall remain nameless and this guy came in with a suitcase and he looked like. Oh no, what uh-huh. is he selling like. I don't know. He was super, and they did not check his suitcase at the door. Door, which they should and he was like he looked really well put together and like he was you know a, a kind of like fancy art businessman of some kind like maybe he was he an architect I don't know <laughs> yeah he looked like that but like he was acting all score like my internal barometer mm-hmm. just went like bang yeah. bang bang and he like put the suitcase down on a table walked away from it and I was up on like a what? pedestal dancing just like what's happening <laughs> And then walked back and he was talking to himself and like fully having an, I thought he was talking to the people at the table across from him and then they got up and left and it just felt not right. And one of the other dancers had her phone and I was like, 
you know, trying to like mm-hmm. signal because she was like three feet away, mm-hmm. texted security. Security came over and like kind of just hovered by the bar and looked at him as he's rummaging through his suitcase. And I fully was like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to die tonight. This is going to be bad. I was like trying to figure out how I could get down off this pedestal as fast as possible. I was going to leap into the crowd. And he was like rummaging around. And then he like saw the security guard standing by the bar, made eye contact with him, closed the suitcase and walked out. Yeah. And I was like, and I still, to this day, I'm like, what could have been in that suitcase? Right. What would have well, happened? Well, that's like, the fucked up thing is, like, it probably was nothing, but you never know. Never mm-hmm. know. And yeah. it's like, and it's also fucked up that we live in that world now where it's like, we have to be super on guard because yeah. it's, everything's fucking going to hell. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. like, and like, that's totally, I, when people ask about safe spaces and they're talking about, like, not being offended in a space, I always am like, but like, we could die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, about not being, right. Yeah. I agree with people needing to, like, feel like they're not being attacked in a space, like, emotionally, but physically first, mm-hmm. always. Like, yeah. let's support each other in that way before we start talking about anything else. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom. Anything else? I also, like, the term safe space, it, it's very broad. Yeah. I love, like, I want to be in a safe space, but I am so annoyed by people who are, like, promoting their show and they are alienating a certain group of people. Yeah. You want to you have a safe space, but you also don't want to alienate your allies. It's just like you have to have proper marketing and you have to yeah. know your your. Audience. Um, audience and know who you're inviting to your parties and again be aware of security like have a good yeah. relationship with who's running the show and yeah. that won't happen I say it's I always say it's important to curate your audience as mm-hmm. much as you're curating your show so it's always when I see an obnoxious group of bachelorettes mm-hmm. I make a point to in front of, of everyone mm-hmm. and go hey just so you know you better tip if you're not gonna mm-hmm. go stand in the back but all these fags up here this mm-hmm. is the show's for them yeah. so figure it out alright moving on you know that is important to me is you know Absolutely. curate the audience we've been really great at like we've been really lucky I have to I should say at Goddess um <laughs> Because the audience is coming like with an open mind and they're ready to see like some weird performance already like emotional yeah. bullshit as well as just like a high like energy drag show. But they're also there to like take care of each other and like self-police. And I think that's something the queer community has been doing for decades, mm-hmm. probably longer than mm-hmm. that, is like making in times when like before the police were not <laughs> before it was popular. In times when the police were not friendly, when like nobody was gonna save us, so we had to save ourselves. And I think that that's something that's important to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, what is the best part of living slash working in Chicago as a drag performer? Everything. Yeah, we do this every week. Yeah, we we do. love it. We love it. What about you guys? What do you think, Tinder? What's your favorite part? I mean I my favorite part about like living in Chicago is that like you can go out any day of the week. And there's a new drag show. There's different people coming up. There's different drag. There's pageant drag. There's like artsy drag. There's drag artsy. kings. There's there's like so many. There's like drag performers, drag beings. Michael's um, drag. <laughs> Michael's drag. But you know what? There's drag for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And the community, well, my experience with the community has been really nice because everyone just wants to help everyone out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a question or something, you can ask someone, hey, girl, how'd you do this? Or, hey, how'd you do that? Um, I, it's like a very like cultivating place where everyone is just helpful to other people. Um, I mean, that's... We're big on come up. <laughs> yeah. We love a come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love watching a come up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of come up here. There's like, it's such a diverse scene, which is what attracted me so much to mm-hmm. it when I started coming out. It's mm-hmm. like, you can go anywhere, like just Boys Town alone, you can go to different bars and see there's a whole different like demographic of queer people, yeah. which is really rare. Yeah. Um, and it's really fucking awesome. And there's all kinds of things for people to do here in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're spoiled. You're totally. Yeah, like, we are. Like, it's, that's why people are like, why Chicago? I'm like, why the fuck not? Like, it's such the community there is yeah. something that like, I've never witnessed before. Whenever people are like, why would you move to the cold from Florida? I'm like, <laughs> right. It's like, it's the trade off of <laughs> yeah. the weather and all the people. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to be nice to each other because we're battling the elements <laughs> six months right. out of We're hovering together yeah. for warmth. <laughs> Literally yeah. like penguins on the street. <laughs> All right, you want to do the next one? I do. What was oh, what was the everyday work culture of drag when you were on the come up? Yeah, do you talk Speaking about oh, a come shit. up? Orlando, Florida. Oh, oh god. Tell us it set this set the stage. Where are we? What's the year? 
It's the year. Okay, well, when I first started like really working, it's the year two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Orlando, pre any. I'm doing a, a, a motion to my face <laughs> and body. Pre any of that, it was like to your dead face, right? So my, my, my oh dead my God. face. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> 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 I was like 17, 18. So you started going out when you were 17. I started going out when I was 15. Oh my God. My sister and I had a store in Orlando called Echo Exchange. It was like a vintage consignment store, like buy, sell, trade. Um, you guys owned it? Mm-hmm. That's so It was cool. my sister's store. She uh, like opened it when she was like 20 or, or I can't remember how old, how old she was, like 20 or 21, 22. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, she had her daughter, and I got emancipated from my family, and um, Heather took custody of me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, look, you're a faggot. I've known forever that you're a faggot. You just need to... She came, here's what happened. She came out to you for you? She, yeah. she forced me out. Was, I was helping a friend of hers move, and he had, like, um, all these porn magazines. And he so he gave me all these porn magazines, and then I was working at a printer, like a copy shop. They were straight porn <laughs> magazines? They were straight porn magazines. I was working at a copy shop, and I printed out all these, like... <laughs> Gay like twink porn pictures, and that was like it's back in the day. Like you didn't have like yeah, yeah. you know it was two thousand three. People we didn't have smartphones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Lucky to, to work have a harder for your porn yeah. <laughs> printing. So I like had them like stuffed in the straight magazines <gasps> in underneath the oh cabinet God. in the bathroom. <laughs> We're like total house cleaning one day. And she finds them. She's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, you know, so-and-so gave them to me. She's like, with all these, like, gay pictures in here. I was like, God, it was yeah, weird. So it was like, so, you know, so, I thought it was weird, too, but I didn't have to. Yeah, I, thought, I, I was like, if I threw them away, you would have found them. And I didn't need that. Like, I don't want you thinking I'm gay. And she's like, you're a faggot. I love I, that. I knew that you were, too, that you were a faggot. Like, just come out. And I was like, fine, I guess you're right. Mind you, I'm wearing like Oscar <laughs> It was like around the, the music era of Madonna's career, so I was yeah. wearing nothing but button up cowl like uh, A vest with no shirt underneath. <laughs> I was wearing vest with no shirt. Like Not snap, even a little like, bit shirts, Had you come feathered out feathered hair? Like, did you come out to your friends or you just No, like wow. even when I was like in high school, because I I grew up like my high school experience was really it was I was living in North Carolina. It was tough. I was ridiculed a lot. It was like the first time I like experienced racism and yeah. and bigotry of any sort, um, which was crazy, and so like you know, I was a faggot there, and I was like, "This is, this is awful. I'm not. I can't be a faggot." <laughs> but I was a fucking fag. You know I mean? like, did you? I feel like for me, there was a point before I knew like what it was. Like I didn't know. I knew. Oh, I knew as a kid. Okay, be, like, you knew you were gay. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, I like boys. I only like boys. I used to play Batman and Catwoman with one of the neighborhood boys. In uh, Arizona. Of course, <laughs> oh, of course they did. I was always Catwoman. <laughs> I remember my dad caught us one time. We're getting like way deep into the. <laughs> this is what we do here. Over here, yeah. My dad caught us in my bedroom playing around. I was like, bare, like basically naked. He was basically naked, and he was like, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Um, just changing into this shirt." He was like, "Oh, really? What were you putting on?" And so I had this Miami Dolphins like jersey hanging up. Oh my god! And my dad's favorite team was Miami Dolphins. I was like, "Um, I was gonna wear this," and he was like, "Oh god! Oh really?" And the shit out of me oh in the closet. God. And I was like, ah! And so, I mean, in the closet? In the closet? Ah! Yeah. 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 Like, There's levels to this story. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right? It's going in the book. I love it. I'll read anyway, that. So, so from the, then, I was like, I can't be a woman, obviously, mm-hmm. because my dad will be mad if I'm a woman. Oh <laughs> Especially a feline. He hates cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's absolutely why. Because your dad hates cats. <laughs> I do Jack now because my dad hated cats. So she was like, you're gay, let's, you know, she was super supportive, yeah. super encouraging me of being artistic. Um, we would throw like all these crazy fashion shows and do all kinds of crazy events with the store. And that's how I met my drag mother. We did like this big fetish fashion show at Taboo Nightclub in Orlando. And, um, Corey, Ms. Corey was like the opening act and she brought all her drag friends and like all these crazy trans performers and like everybody was like club kid and like candle wax everywhere. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck is this? And, like 15, like, oh, 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 this is everything. And then from then on, it was like, 
up in the cut. Yeah. Wow. Where were you working a lot, like, once you had started performing? I started mainly at Southern Nights. I would do their college nights, and I would, um, uh, uh, Baby Blue, who was a DJ there, she did um, this night called um, Lesbo A Go-Go. <laughs> and she also th- threw this amazing event called, um, uh, oh, God, why can't I think of it now? It's the podcast pressure. Oh, I know. <laughs> Varieties, duh. Yeah. And um, I was like, I would beg her, like, oh my God, I know every fucking word to like the opening song. <laughs> Please let me in it. And she's like, fine, you can do it. And I performed Peaches and I had yes. no ass and I did not pad. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through my performance, my stockings were like, oh, yeah. Pants, stockings, and she was like, I, "This person was crazy." I remember <laughs> that drag is in style now. No ass and no pants. I know you had on harem pants last night. <laughs> and then, so Southern Nights is my main thing. Then Pulse opened in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, and then when that opened, like basically a bunch of us went over there. Like I was, you know, I was there. A cigarette girl it was my first weekly gig. <laughs> so every week I they would be there. A cigarette girl? I w- yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I would sell cigarettes oh and shots, and basically by sell cigarettes, they would like buy a bunch of cigarettes for me, and I would I was supposed to walk around and sell them and keep the money, and I would just be like giving like either smoking a cigarette, <laughs> or, like oh you have a bag of coke. Here's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's like prison. <laughs> You're bartering. I've never been anywhere without a cigarette girl. Mm-hmm. It's because you could still smoke in the bars, though. Yeah. Right. You can probably. I'm old. Oh my god, that's like sex in the city. <laughs> in Florida, um, there are certain places that you can, but most of them are not. When I, when I lived in Tampa for school ten years ago, mm-hmm. you could smoke anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Well, especially like in Ebor, Ebor City, and you would have to go home and like put your shoes out on the patio. <laughs> Everything smelled like smoke. Yeah. Like it was like peeling a layer of like yellow slime off of your skin when you were done. Like people are just dancing with lit cigarettes yep. next to your face. Like mm-hmm. there's still a bar in my hometown like that, but they're like, don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> they're not allowed. Like they can smell I you from a mile away. I know. Like, I'm a smoker. I'm trying not to smoke anymore, but I'm a smoker. So anytime I do go to a place where I'm like, you can smoke in the bar. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm smoking four cigarettes at once just so we can. Well, isn't it? Can't you smoke at precinct? Can you? Oh, you oh. that back there's that little outdoor patio that you can smoke. Oh, yeah. I smoke anywhere. I, want. <laughs> I do what I, I want. I'm I smoke crack. <laughs> it's I smoke true. crack wherever. We know. Uh, I mean, you guys are. Yeah, we're of age. We're comparable in up age. Up and coming. <laughs> sort of like I don't know. We both did crash landing, and that's. <laughs> you guys say mm. we both did crack too. <laughs> we did crack did too. Crack. It was amazing. Don't do crack, kids. I don't. Yeah, we so. Crash landing was a thing, and that's, you I mean, that's same. how I met you. No, no, I think I was like the cycle before. before I was in cycle nine. Oh, no, I was a couple of cycles before you. I can't remember what the number was, though. No. That's the come up now. Is yeah. You gotta do like crash landing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we came through crash landing. I mean, before that, I was just like obsessed with drag when I was little. My mom would like make me watch Tuang Fu and like, yes. <laughs> and the birdcage and like all that. And my, I remember I used to tell my mom, I was like, I wanna be a boy so I can be a drag queen. <laughs> I used to tell my mom that. That's amazing. And then oh, she'd be like, yeah. and then like, that's like the first person like, I ever, the first woman I ever loved was like Chi Chi Rodriguez at the end of Tuang oh, Fu. Attractive. I was like, ah, her and Ricky Lake, of course, they were my two <laughs> loves. <laughs> and then, like, I was just like always obsessed with drag culture yeah. when I was little. <laughs> I know. I know That's Michelle Visage. <laughs> pointing to uh, girlfriend is here, Natasha. Hey, sitting on the couch, stoning things. Yeah, where's your E6000? Oh, no, she's, oh, no, she just get, she's drinking a mimosa she, being she bougie. She her face this. <laughs> <laughs> the tone Feeding her cheeks. Listening. We're all drinking lots of champagne. Everyone's I'm on my like, like, fourth glass. I'm <laughs> feeling a little tipsy. Yeah. I need. Ooh, she lit. shouting going on. It's perfect. Ooh, she lit. So and Sorry, we're getting closer. We're, <laughs> we're like, wow, this is great. <laughs> we're leading like screaming. <laughs> she is deep-throating the mic. It's perfect. <laughs> Um, all right, that brings us to our final question. <laughs> what are your best tips, Detox, for taking care of your body for long-term uh, drag sustainability? Uh, clearly all the formaldehyde I've had put in me. <laughs> Pickling yourself like a pickled. scientist specimen. Pickled, pickled. Mm-hmm. Is that a serious... I feel like I that. It is. I feel like that's a question that somebody asked, like... <laughs> Like vindictively, like, like there's a dig in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally facetious, but <laughs> everybody's falling apart. We're all rotting from the inside question. out. Yeah. 
Let me leave you. That's okay. <laughs> what are your best tips for taking care of your body for a long-term drag sustainability? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've been doing drag for a long time, and my body is fucked up. <laughs> How long have you been doing drag? I've been doing. Well, oh, you told me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like 15, 15, 15 yeah. years professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, now and God, I mean, since birth, really, I've been yeah. running around in heels. But especially like all the travel and and the the years of heels, like we're not designed to be wearing no. heels. Nobody is like no, you know. Is that devices. the thing that hurts you the most? Like your feet and your my feet are heels. F- I mean, I have like these built-in calluses now that I've had for <laughs> years that are not going anywhere, and that no. seems fine. But like I'm having a lot of, late lately. I've been having a lot of hip problems, a lot mm. of back problems, a lot of neck problems. I go to the chiropractor regularly now. Oh okay. Which you have to. I get a lot of massages. Like I I try to like. Do all that. I need to start drinking more water. I need to probably drink less. I need to not smoke. There's things that I could be doing that I'm not doing. That goes in the tomorrow box that but I've been <laughs> filing things in for 15 years. Oh, I, mean, I get it. I always call it my case of tomorrow. It's like, yeah. bitch, there's things I've been doing tomorrow for a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But do that. Good body scrubs. Mm-hmm. I just went, I had a day at King Spa yesterday. King Spa. That's the reason I moved to fucking Chicago. <laughs> Describe King Spa for the King Spa <laughs> is an orgasm. King Spa, <laughs> and it's not a cruisy orgasm. It's like mm-hmm. a, you go there, like it's, it's a Korean day spa. It's open 24 hours. It's $30 to get in. Cheap body treatments, cheap, fa- cheap facials, a Korean mm-hmm. restaurant, a movie theater that plays like three-year-old movies, <laughs> an oxygen room, a relaxation room. It's like one of the best places in the world. An oxygen and room? Mm-hmm. Like with Ooh. oxygen? No, you just <laughs> pump oxygen. You just like close the door. And oh, that's oxygen. amazing. It's really nice, yeah. It's in the Burbs. It's in the Burbs. It's in, um, it's in mm-hmm. like Skokie or Niles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's amazing. We should do a group And trip. we should do a work yes. trip. I've tried, I've, I've, they separate the boys and the girls. They separate the, the boys. Which is one I don't, thing know that I, I don't know where I go. I know, which is one thing that I always am like, oh, well, that's the shitty part about it because yeah. I have like when my trans friends come and visit, I'm like, well, <laughs> I really want to take you to King Spot, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know oh. how they, and I don't want to also like put them in the situation where it's like, they have to yeah. choose. Yeah, they have to choose, yeah, because it's not. But I will tell you, I mean, as trans adjacent as I am, because of my, because <laughs> of my outlook on life and my shape of my body, <laughs> I the one of the first times because you have to like go completely naked before you get in the pools because mm-hmm. and those are the ones that are separated. And I'm like showering and I'm like really excited about all the relaxation that's about to happen. And I'm like. It's like one of those slow motion like herbal essences. <laughs> like the soap is slowly, delicately, you know, rolling down your shoulder. You're all really, really <laughs> missing out on the visual. I right know. Now. There's so much There's mind work on this podcast. Work. <laughs> yeah. I'm big on and like you know, reenactments. <laughs> soap going down my butt, <laughs> and I'm like in the moment, and then I realize as I turn around to like wash my hair out. That all the men that are in the tubs are like <laughs> horrified because <laughs> they don't know whether they're turned on or whether they need yeah. to like hide their kids' eyes. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean? Wait, so there's kids there? Yeah, it's all. It's like it's, it's totally not. Cr- it's like a family joint. It's like a legit yeah. Korean day spa where there's tons of. It's majority of Korean like business people and like oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. It's really, really magical. And just you. And me just, like, getting all of my gay life, scrubbing everything. <laughs> so the first thing I do is get a king scrub, which they, like, take, they, like, <laughs> shit out. Of I want to go. I love feel my skin, how amazing it feels. I have nothing oh on. Oh, my God. What? Whoa. Detox's skin is so soft. Wait till you feel my pink. Mm. <laughs> Wait, we and that's how, and that's how to be, have I longevity. Be, and I want to get naked. The champagne you, is coming in. Do you, do you know? Okay, so she was feeling my arms uh, earlier at Tinder, and she's like, "Oh, do you shave your arms?" I was like, "I've been shaving my arms for like five or six years." Do you know why I shave my arms? That's a good story. I was on stage, and you were did I read me, you? And you were like, "Why are your arms so hairy, Jacqueline?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess she's right. It's important to take reads and take the, the take." The, the information from them. Bitch, my arms are so long and hairy, but with that blonde hair, I was like, it's fine. That's what, okay, listen. So now I shave them. Willem did the same thing. He was getting ready to go on to Drag Race, and he was dying, like bleaching his arm hair, and he was he was like pretty hairy. And I was like, what are you going to do about all that? <laughs> I was like, I just, I, I brought bleach with me, and I was like, mm. just shave it. No, you need to get rid of that. And he was like, yeah. why? I'm like, because they're going to fucking read you. Like, are you kidding? Like, you're going to go, you know, your competition, yeah. you're going to go out there, and those bitches are going to see your hair on your arms and be like ha 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 and 
Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. a That's your confessional. Like, <laughs> get that shit off your arms. Yeah. No, I took it and she's gone now. Mm-hmm. I shave my arms every day. Jules Long Beach, if you're listening to this. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing because, like, you know, when Jules has a gig where she's like, I, I'm. This is an important gig because that's when she'll shave. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it must be Pride season. Oh, oh, she's getting some kind of award. But you know what? She still wears Dillard's gauchos every day. <laughs> gauchos. Does. She has prescription pumps and gauchos. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that brings us to the end. We're done. It? We had, uh, yeah. It went really fast. I know. Well, it's because we're having a good seven time. Hours. <laughs> I'm sweaty and drunk. Now. <laughs> oh my God. I'd right. like to end a podcast. Uh, my name is T Rex in Chicago. You can find me at Drag Matinee every Saturday. Uh, also, uh, I can announce here for the first time, Yay. Christine Seidelko is going to be my co-host <gasps> oh, on the 17th shit. of November. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meatball and Gilda Wabbit are going to be in the show on October 27th for Halloween, our Halloween Love show. Wabbit. Also, Princess and Layla McQueen on uh, 10-20. Uh, and, oh, um, for Halloween. Yeah, I'm we're so excited. Hosting a Sinister at Spin. Uh, Lucky, you're doing that. I am. Lucy Stool's doing that. Uh, Cat Sass, Bambi Banks. Uh, Baby Club Daddies, uh, Willie LeCue. It's going to be a huge party. Why didn't you call it Spinister? I was going to say that. Uh, I was like, what a freaking opportunity. Trey <laughs> put this together. Trey, why Spinister. didn't we call it Spinister? We're the calling minute you, you out. said it was called Spinister at Spin, I was like, that should be called Spinister. See that? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. That's branding, sweetie. It's branding, sweetie. Sweet. Which you need, you need some work on, doll. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll work on that. <laughs> Um, I am lucky.stiff on Instagram. I am luckystiff2 on Twitter. Um, every third Friday, I host Goddess with Cat Sass. Our October theme is Blood Feast. Ooh. We just bought like a hundred red ponchos. <laughs> it's going to be lit. Yeah. Yo. Mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm, wear mm-hmm. nice stuff. In, to no, yeah. Honest. Don't wear nice clothes <laughs> if you come to Goddess in October because, you know, it's all going to be a mess. Oh, shit. Tinder? Uh, my name is Tenderoni. You can find me on Instagram at Tenderoni88. 88 stands for the minimum amount of stones on my outfit every time. Goodbye. I oh, my God. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm leaving. Um, you can catch me at the Drag Matinee Halloween show. I'll be yeah. there, and I'll also be at XYZ in November. Um, it's going to be lit mm-hmm. at Roscoe's Tavern. I'm um, at the only detox on all social media outlets and my website (laughs) and all those things and you'll see me where the fuck you'll see me (laughs) (laughs) that's a good note to end it on thanks for listening cheers you You just drank 40 bottles of champagne (laughs) there's There's none left in the where the snacks at we're gonna keep drinking (laughs) I want food we'll see you later (laughs) Bye. bye What's the exit music?